Good morning, I'm Jeremy Melanson, and this is your NBA Daily Recap for Thursday, January 31st. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Recap underscore NBA, and this program is a part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Go check out our free app with all the shows from across the network available in your app store. We have NBA content as well as NFL, WWE, fantasy sports, and pop culture pods. The Pulse Podcast Network. Alright guys, I'm going to get right into the trade from yesterday. Obviously that was the big news of the day. Of the day. A seven-player blockbuster went down, and it was a day where you could almost sense that something was going to happen. At the beginning of the day, the focus was still on the Anthony Davis situation as reports started to come out that Pelicans GM Dell Demps had started to return phone calls from the Lakers front office, uh, from which he had been neglecting to do so, apparently, for a couple of days prior. Um, but anyway, then a, Wo- a Woj tweet came out reporting with Ramona Shelburne and Zach Lowe that after a meeting with Knicks management... Uh, forward Kristaps Porzingis expressed concern with the Knicks losing and the culture that was developing because of it. But, you know, that wasn't a huge shocker. It definitely was not a Woj bomb at the time. KP has let it known in the past that he doesn't like losing. And uh, so, yeah, this wasn't completely new. But two hours later, another Woj tweet came out that Porzingis left the Knicks with the impression that he preferred to be traded. And the Knicks were expected to commence trade discussions. Um, this was at 3.54 p.m. my time, and at 4.37 p.m., Woj tweeted that there was a deal in place with Dallas. And at 4.50 p.m., he knew that the pl- the players who were involved in the trade. Um, now, this is a side note to the actual trade that went down, but to me, this is the most interesting part of it all. Um, it has conspiracy written all over it. Not major, but definitely minor. Um there's just absolutely no way that a seven-player trade came about and was agreed upon in that short amount of time. Things just don't work like that. I mean, let's not forget that, I mean, the Mavs had played the Knicks in the Garden the night before. Um, so they had been in New York prior to yesterday. But that even sounds like a short amount of time to construct a deal of that magnitude. Um, I'm not going to turn this into conspiracy hour, but I do have a lot of questions about how this went down. Like... They knew for a while Chris Stapps wasn't thrilled with the franchise's direction, so you'd have to assume they'd been shopping him for a while, or at least been playing with the idea. So, well, why would they break the story as if everything all went sour during this one meeting yesterday? Uh, my guess would be that the Knicks leaked the info. Um, I think that they did it in an attempt to put the blame on Chris Stapps and not on them for trading away their franchise player who's on a rookie contract and trade him for a player that they could have drafted but they passed on in order to select Frank Nelikina. That would be my guess. Anyway, looking at this trade a little bit, the Mavericks got Kristaps Porzingis. They also brought in Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke. The Knicks got Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, and Wesley Matthews, as well as two future first-round picks, a 2021 unprotected and a 2023 pick protected through 1-10. to um, Tim Hardaway Jr. for Wesley Matthews just made total sense. I was waiting all year for this to happen. Um... They're a lot the same guy, but Hardaway's younger and his contract lasts longer. It just made total sense. Um, the Mavs op- also opened up a $12.9 million trade exception in this one, which is um, it's something. It's like cap space, but it comes with a, a time limit. Uh, it expires if you don't use it. Uh, so essentially what the Mavs could do with that is trade for a player and bring him in uh, to their cap space using that $12.9 million exception, uh, trade exception. So like I said, they could bring in somebody who makes that much or less. Uh, And if they don't use it, it expires. Knicks are probably looking at buying out uh, DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. Um, They're 
contracts expire at the end of the season, so either way, it's going to give the Knicks cap space. Um, but yeah, you could look at them to probably buy these guys out potentially, but it's an interesting situation because they haven't bought out Cantor. But uh, I believe he's got an extra year on his contract. But they're definitely looking at the summer, and uh, they, they're not looking at using these guys now. They don't want to win games. But uh, once their contracts expire, they were looking at $74.6 million in cap space, potentially. And that's enough for them to sign two max guys. So definitely, uh, there's no question what the Knicks are doing here. They're swinging for the fences this summer. Uh, they're looking at probably Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, maybe Jimmy Butler... Or at least definitely bringing in two of these guys, maybe even Tobias Harris. It's hard to say how things will will play out for them. Um, my only real question is, could they have gotten more for the Latvian gangbanger, Kristaps Porzingis? Uh, a lot of teams expressed that they weren't informed that he was available. So you have to wonder, I, I, at least I do. I wonder a lot of things about this trade and the Knicks franchise in general. But that's enough of that. Um, we'll recap the games from last night, and then at the end I will go back and I will... Uh, read the All-Star reserves as they were announced last night. So the first game we'll look at was the Pacers in Orlando. Um, Indiana dropped its fourth straight since they lost Victor Oladipo to season-ending surgery. Um, Orlando led from the beginning of the game until early in the third quarter when the Pacers used a 13, uh, sorry, 17-4 run to put themselves ahead, 65-57. The Magic got the lead back early in the fourth, but the teams battled back and forth until a Vooch basket with five minutes left put Orlando ahead two, and that was a lead in which they held the rest of the game. DJ Augustine helped seal the victory for Orlando, hitting nine straight free throws in the final minute and a half. Orlando took this one 107-100. Terrence Ross had 30 points for them. He also hit five triples with four rebounds and three steals. DJ had 20 points. Uh, John Isaac had 13 and 13. Nikola Vucevic, 17, 10 and 5. And Aaron Gordon had 10. For the Pacers, Miles Turner had 27-7. Thad Young had 16-10 with 4 assists and 2 steals. Darren Collison had 16 points and 10 assists. And Boyan Bogdanovich had 21. Next game we'll look at is just... God, if you're a Pistons fan, I feel for you right now. I will save it till the end of the recap, but geez, this was a close one. The Mavericks were in Detroit sorry, to play the Pistons. The Mavericks were without Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and Dennis Smith because they all got traded. They were also without Luka, who set this one out. They were on the road and on the second night of a back-to-back. Poor old Dirk had to play in a back-to-back. They were so hired up for players. And the Mavericks took it to the Pistons. They were up 14 in the first half. Detroit was down 9 in the fourth uh, before they went on a 14-4 run, and the game remained close the rest of the way. With Detroit up three with five seconds left, they opted to foul and they put Jalen Brunson on the line for two. He made the first and missed the second. Drummond grabbed the rebound and was immediately fouled. And he was on the line up two with three seconds left. Uh, he's shooting 54% on the season, but he managed to knock them both down and seal the victory for Detroit. They took this one 93-89, but a win does not get much sadder than this. Jeez. Like, man... Detroit's big three were all great for him, and they still only managed 93 points and barely squeaked out the victory. Drummond had 24 points and 20 rebounds. Reggie Jackson had 17 points, 7 rebounds, and 9 assists. And Blake had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. Langston Galloway had 11, and nobody else scored in double figures, or was even close. For the Mavericks side of the game, Harrison Barnes had 27-7 and seven with 4 assists. Dwight Powell had 10 points and 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, and a steal. 
Devin Harris had 15 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. And uh, nobody else in double figures for them. Next one we'll look at was the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors led it by 3 after the first quarter, but never again. Toronto was down 24 in the third before making it a 6-point game with 2 minutes left in the fourth. But the Bucks were in control of this game. They took it 105-92. to And the Bucks win the tiebreaker with Toronto. They take the season series 3-1. to and if, if it comes into playoff implications, then they will get the tiebreaker. That's the point of that. And the Bucks clinched the best record in the East going into the All-Star break, meaning that Coach Mike Budenholzer will coach the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Giannis had 19 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. Eric Bledsoe had 14 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 4 steals of his own. DJ Wilson had a career-high 16 points with 5 rebounds. Uh, Chris Middleton had 18 and 6. Brooke Lopez had 11 and 6. Malcolm Brogdon had 11 and 6 as well. And George Hill scored 10. For the Raptors, Pascal Siakam had 28 points. Serge Ibaka had 12 and 10. He had 3 blocks and 2 steals as well. Norman Powell had 10. Kawhi Leonard had just 16 points with 8 rebounds and 3 steals. And Fred Van Vliet had 10 points. And Kyle Lowry also had 10 points. Next game we'll look at was the Brooklyn Nets and the San Antonio Spurs. The game was delayed early as three bats were flying around the arena. Uh, people all over were calling for Manu, Manu Ginobili to come out and uh, take care of that one. Brooklyn was able to erase a 12-point deficit in the first half and put themselves up seven with eight minutes left. And this was another example of teams using their zone defenses, uh, as we've been seeing a little bit lately. In this one, the Nets were able to use their zone to throw the Spurs off their game. Late in the game, LaMarcus Aldridge rebounded his own shot and made the basket plus the foul and the free throw to put the Spurs up 115-111 with 51 seconds left. He then added two more free throws with three seconds left, and Shabazz Napier missed a three that could have tied the game. On the last possession of the game, Popovich and the Spurs went to his own defense of their own, and Coach, uh, Nets coach Kenny Atkinson admitted after the game that it threw his team off. San Antonio took this one 117-114. The Nets have not won in San Antonio since January 22, 2002, when Jason Kidd had 28 points and 11 rebounds. Wow. For the Spurs side of the game, Derek White had a career-high 26 points with 6 assists, 2 blocks and a steal. Rudy Gay had 15 and 7 with a pair of steals. Patty Mills had 17 off the bench. LaMarcus Aldridge had 20 points and 13 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan had 15 points with 10 rebounds and 4 assists. And Bryn Forbes had 11 points and 5 rebounds. For the Nets, Jared Allen had 14 points. He also had two blocks and two steals. Joe Harris had 18 points. Shabazz Napier at 15 points and seven assists. Ed Davis had just six points but 11 rebounds. D'Angelo Russell, 25 points, nine assists, five rebounds. Also a steal and a block. And Damari Carroll had 18 points. Next game we'll look at was the Philadelphia 76ers in Golden State to play the Warriors at Oracle Arena. Uh, the Warriors were up seven at halftime. But Philly blew it up in the third quarter, outscoring the Dubs 42-26. to And that's usually the quarter where the Warriors win their games. Um, they're a notorious third quarter team. But the Warriors were able to trim the deficit to six with just under five minutes left. But a Draymond technical foul shortly after gave the momentum back to the Sixers. And Philly won this one 113-104, snapping Golden State's 11-game winning streak. The Warriors were without Clay, who set this one due to illness. And for Philly, uh, they lost Wilson Chandler in this one, and he didn't return. Uh, Joel Embiid was great. 
uh, Draymond, uh, sorry, not Draymond, DeMarcus Cousins is the word I'm looking for. Just not quite up to uh, standard yet. Uh, he wasn't able to contain Joel in this one. He had 26 points, 20 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Ben Simmons had 28, or sorry, 26 with 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Landry Shamit had 10. J.J. Redick had 15. And uh, that was about it for those guys. On the Warrior side of the game, Draymond had just 4 points, but he also had 8 rebounds, 10 assists, 4 steals, and 3 blocks. It's a Draymond line. Steph Curry had 41 points with 10 triples, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists. Kevin Durant had 25, 4, and 4. Kevon Looney had 14 and 5 with 2 blocks and 2 steals. And Alfonso McKinney had 11 points. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins finished the game playing 25 minutes. He had 7 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and a block. The last game of the night did go into overtime. Uh, you may want to throw the spoiler on this one. The Lakers and the Clippers played. Clippers were the home team in this one. And the King made his return after missing 17 games dating back to Christmas Day. And he played 40 minutes in this one. Uh, the Lakers coughed up a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. And the Clippers got big assistance from Boban in their comeback. Uh, he was he was definitely instrumental in this. Um, regulation ended after several misses from both sides. But in overtime, LeBron hit a fade over Toby Harris. And put the Lakers up two with a minute and 15 to go. Then on the next Lakers possession, uh, LeBron fed Lance Stevenson on a cut to the basket. He made the layup while also at the same time elbowing Boban directly in the face. Um, a foul was called on Boban. The call was reviewed, but also somehow it, it stood. They, they let it go. Uh, just after that, Lance was bringing the ball up the court. And this was late in the game. And he was being pressured by Avery Bradley. Lance went down to the floor holding the ball, straddling the half-court line. And somehow this wasn't called a back over. A um, couple of really questionable calls in this one. The Avery Bradley and Lance uh, got into it a little bit on this possession and had to be separated. Uh, Lou Williams had a chance to try to tie the game, but he wasn't able to get off a very good shot, and time expired on the Clippers. The Lakers took this one 123-120. to 120. The King had a near triple-double in his return. 24 points, 14 rebounds, and 9 assists for LeBron. Lance had 20 points with 5 triples. JaVale McGee had 11-5, two blocks and a steal. Brandon Ingram had 19-4-4. Rajon Rondo, 14 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. And Kyle Kuzma had 10. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly. Did he lead the team in rebounds? Well, he tied for the lead in rebounds. He had 8 rebounds as well as 3 other players, but uh, that is the lead. 17 points also for Beverly with 5 triples uh, and the 8 rebounds. 4 assists, two, blocks, 2 steals, and a block, rather. Lou Williams had 24 points with six, re, uh, 6 assists, 3 steals. Boban had 11 points and 5 rebounds in just 13 minutes. Tobias Harris had 15, 8, and 8. Avery Bradley had 13 with 8, 2 steals and a block. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 10 points. And Montrez Harold had 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks and a steal. And that was the 6 games that were on last night. Uh, there are 5 games on tonight, being Friday. First one we'll look at is Memphis at Charlotte. Charlotte favored by four and a half. Mike Conley is questionable for this one, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is also questionable. Garrett Temple is doubtful. The Boston Celtics are in New York to play the Knicks. Um, it's currently doubtful at this time that uh, Dennis Smith, Wesley Matthews, or DeAndre Jordan will be available for the Knicks, but uh, that could change later in the day. We'll have to see. Kyrie is probable to return, but he's missed a few, so that's also something to watch for. And Luke Cornett is also possible to return. 
uh, but there's no spread or total for this game as all these players are in question. The Oklahoma City Thunder are at Miami to play the Heat. Steven Adams is questionable as he missed the last one with a right ankle sprain. And Terrence Ferguson is also questionable for the Thunder. No spread or total yet for this one. Uh, probably waiting on the status of Steven Adams. And the next one is the Atlanta Hawks at Utah. This one you could definitely imagine could has blowout potential. Utah is favored by 11.5. And, and they've been great at home. And Atlanta's been not great mostly everywhere they play. So, yeah, possible blowout. Um, the Houston Rockets, last game of the night, are in Denver to play the Nuggets. And this one's got Juicy written all over it. Uh, the Nuggets are favored by 5, which is also interesting. Chris Paul's questionable. Nene is questionable as uh, Houston's on the first game of a back-to-back. And Gary Harris is questionable for the Nuggets. But uh, this should be a good game. All right, that's, those are the games that are on for tonight, Friday night, five games. And just quickly, we'll have a look at the All-Star Reserves from that were announced yesterday. Um, they also earlier... In the week, announced the uh, Rising Stars uh, players. The uh, Essentially, it's the uh, rookie-sophomore game, which is also done in the format of USA versus the World. Um, I haven't covered that yet. It's just an exhibition game, but it's also NBA news. So I'm thinking I'll do a podcast just for the All-Star game, a little bit closer to when that weekend comes up. All right, from the Eastern Conference, uh, the reserves are Bradley Beal of the Wizards, Blake Griffin of the Pistons, Kyle Lowry of the Raptors, Chris Middleton of the Bucks, Victor Oladipo of the Pacers, Ben Simmons of the 76ers, and Nikola Vucevic of the uh, Orlando Magic. Victor Oladipo won't be playing in this one, obviously, so there will be uh, naming a reserve in his place, so that'll be something to watch out for. And from the Western Conference, LaMarcus Aldridge of the Spurs, Anthony Davis of the Pelicans, or whatever team he may be representing at that time, Nikola Jokic of the Nuggets, Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Clay Thompson of the Warriors, Carl Anthony Towns of the Wolves, and Damian Lillard of the Blazers. But uh, as I said, like these are the Eastern and Western reserves, but the teams are going to be picked by the captains, LeBron and Giannis, so these won't necessarily be the teams at the All-Star Game, just the players that are involved. All right, that's the podcast for today, everybody. Thanks for listening. As I've uh, been mentioning lately, you can find me on Apple now. Uh, iPhone, HomePod, iPad, Apple CarPlay, iTunes on your desktop. And you can also hear the podcast using Siri. Just say, hey Siri, play the podcast NBA Daily Recap Podcast. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Shoutouts to the Pulse Podcast Network. Have a great day.